Greetings, Sci-Fi Universe. Owen Cotter here. Join me, your host, as we discuss all things geek chic and out of this world on Sci-Fiction Radio, your galactic transmission portal to all things science fiction and beyond. Welcome to Sci-Fiction Radio. On today's show, we have actor Victor Webster. Hold on shortly while he joins the show. Victor, are you there? Yeah. Oh, welcome to the show, man. How are things with you today? Good, brother. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Just uh, hanging in there, keeping busy. Nice. So That's good. So you are uh, filming in Vancouver, currently playing in the science fiction series Continuum on the Sci-Fi Channel. Is that correct? That is correct. What For the those new to the Continuum... Uh, series. Can you tell us about the plot of the show and about the role that you exactly get to play? Uh, I guess real quickly, uh, 2077 is where the show starts, and seven terrorists are accused of murdering thousands of people, and they're going to be sentenced to death, and they open up a wormhole, and they're able to escape back in time, and a cop uh, from the current time, a CPS officer, Rachel Nichols, gets inadvertently uh, trapped in that wormhole with them, they go back to 2012 uh, in hopes to change the future so that it doesn't become this uh, dystopian type uh, uh, corporate uh, dictatorship. And Rachel's trying to stop them. She teams up with me uh, to fight these terrorists. I don't know she's from the future. And then uh, we take them down. Mm. Now, now, a lot of that stuff changes over the course of the, of the, of the couple of years, but uh, that's, the, that's how the show started. Right, right. And now the show deals with time travel and different timelines. There's also like a, I heard of a mysterious group called the Freelancers. Can you tell us about them and like what they're about? Freelancers are kind of like a police force for the timeline to make sure that people are not using it inappropriately. Mm-hmm. So they like basically like do they preserve the timeline or kind of like a time travel police force, like you said, or? Exactly. That's that's the intention. I think it goes a little bit askew, but um, that's what they were originally designed for. That's interesting. Very interesting. I don't think I've seen that exactly used in any sci-fi series before, actually. Now, the show's supposed yeah. to radically change... Yeah. The, go ahead. No, no, I was just agreeing with you. Oh, okay. The show is supposed to dramatically change this year. For the hardcore science fiction fans out there, what kind of cool things should we expect in this upcoming season that's different from the previous two seasons exactly? Um, well, we deal with more of the – we get more in-depth with the multiple timelines um, mm-hmm. existing in one timeline uh, with uh, multiple uh, multiple people existing in the same timeline. Um Going through a lot of uh, stuff that's way above my pay grade to understand, <laughs> but gotcha. uh, it's really interesting. There's a ton of action this year. Um, we we get pretty pretty um, deep into the characters and, and and what their roles are in the show, and and a lot of uh, we throw a lot of uh, curveballs at everybody, and, and it's interesting to see how the characters handle it. Mm-hmm. Now, you said there's a lot of action in the show. Uh, show. You're a Taekwondo uh, master or something like that, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, would, I have a black belt in Taekwondo. Now, are you going to be doing any, like, 
combat moves you think in the series or anything like that? And as a follow-up question, since the show deals with time travel, do you think you might, like, maybe Carlos's character might travel through time perhaps? No, I mean, I have done, in in the series, uh, I've done a lot of fight scenes. Uh, We decided earlier on that uh, Carlos was a boxer. Uh, uh, Where we grew up, um, coming from Colombia, he probably would have just studied boxing. So in the first couple seasons, he was mostly boxing, and then he was getting his butt kicked a lot because these guys from the future are super soldiers. They have, uh, they're genetically enhanced to be stronger, faster, uh, so Carlos had to step his game up a little bit, and you'll see some stuff at the end of third season, or the end of second season, the beginning of third season. That's more martial arts. Nice. Uh, sure. And as far as uh, Carlos traveling to the future, I think that would be awesome. I haven't heard any rumors for that yet, but uh, I think it would be pretty interesting to see Carlos wake up in 2077. Like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> That'd be awesome, man. That'd be pretty pretty cool uh, yeah. thing to do. I think. Now, curious, are there any particular people like that give you inspiration when portraying your character in the show, man? Um, not really. My dad was a cop. I think I draw a lot on uh, my experiences uh, uh, being around him and just hearing mm-hmm. stories and having, you know, his, that he uh, was having between him and his buddies. And just, uh, I think the character is fairly, uh, fairly black and white. He's a good cop. He's the moral compass of the show. Um mm-hmm. He does some things that maybe are in the gray area now that he started working with Kira that maybe he wouldn't have done before. But uh, he he's responsible for kind of keeping <clears throat> the 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 moral compass point of mark. Now, what are your thoughts on time travel? Do you think it's possible that one day we can maybe achieve something like that, like what's portrayed in the show? And if so, might what what might, <clears throat> what might we do with that such a technology? I mean, I think that'd be a very, very scary technology uh, if we were to ever progress to the point where we were using that. Um, I don't know if anybody could be trusted to use that mm-hmm. in an appropriate way. So, uh, I think the freelancer idea is is a great idea. Uh, I mean, you right. know who won the World Series two years ago? What's stopping you from going back and 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 placing the bets on that, or manipulating the stock market, or real estate? Uh, you know, everybody would be doing it if we could do that. So. Uh, I don't know what's possible. I, I I like to think yes because I believe that anything is possible one day with the right technology. I think we're we have crazy advancements um, ten years ago to today that I never thought might be possible. So um, I think it's it's feasible. I don't think we have any anything near the, the technology. And the kid in me likes to believe that it's it's feasible as well because uh, that that just opens up a whole new world of imagination. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. Wow. Wow. Well, let's talk about the Liberate group. Now, in the show, some would call them revolutionaries or anarchists. Now, in the modern times that we live in, it's like all the big corporations, you know, with your technology runner mugs, so you got the displacement of wealth. It's almost, in my opinion, like it seems like it's a form of control over the populace. Like you said in the show, like uh, the dictatorship in there kind of with that. Do you think we might see a real-life version of Liberate rise up in our time, you know, minus the time travel aspect of this? Well, I mean, all the stuff that's going over, that's going on around the world, the stuff that happened in, in Syria, uh, mm-hmm. um, stuff that's happened over in um, in uh, what the heck was the name of it? Um, well, I, my brain's not working properly right now. Um, where is it that that uh, Crimea? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, people are, are rising up 
and they're they're speaking out against uh, what's going on in the world. They're tired of uh, being pushed around, I think. And uh, we have a lot of you know all these Occupy movements that that, that have been going on in the last few years. It's right. It's, I think it's it's a reflection of the general like world mind that we're tired of getting pushed around. We're told that it's power of the people, but you know, especially in America, it's it's the very few people that control everything. And then the, the regular populace, uh, uh, just the, the citizens of the world, are, have no power to do anything. And I think people are getting sick of it. So I think it's entirely possible that something like that can happen. And I think even some of it has already started to. Mm-hmm. We've got like Anonymous, the hacker group, that's kind of like a little bit like um, mm-hmm. Liberate. And you've got the Occupy movement. You've got people like, um, what's the guy, uh, WikiLeaks, Julian Assange. And you've got all those mm-hmm. kind of characters. It's almost like you said, it's almost as if there is real-life liberate groups out there already rising up in real life. Very fascinating Absolutely. topic. Um, what's your opinion on the technology today? Do you think we have too much technology with social media and all the gadgets? And if so, like, do you, what, what's your opinion on that? Well, I mean, it's a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. I, I love technology. And I embrace it fully. Um, I, every new gadget that comes out, I need to, I need to have it. Uh, but also, how that technology is, is being used against us with social media, all of our information being shared. Um, right. They know so much about everything about us, all our private lives. Uh, you know, the government has access to all of our pictures, uh, where we were, what we're doing, uh, GPS mm-hmm. on our phones. Um, all of it's a little bit scary if it's used in the wrong way. Uh, although I like the advancement of technology because uh, right. I think it's it's a real possibility to help the world, you know, with sicknesses and and uh, I mean more than than just like toys and games. But we've got technologies and sciences that that are going to advance uh, humanity. Right. It was funny you mentioned that. Two things I wanted to touch on. Now, you mentioned the GPS. I know they've got this thing on, like, the Internet on social media called geotagging. It's almost kind of like a way to, like, track people when they take pictures, like you said. What's your opinion on that? Do you think that's, like, I guess you think that's not right, or what, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, I think that you should have the ability to turn that on or off. I've turned mine off on my phone, so nobody can can track my pictures but if you don't know that it's on your phone and you take a picture somebody can mm-hmm. with the right um with the right uh um knowledge can figure out exactly where you took that picture down to if it's in your house they figure out where you live i mean that's pretty scary mm-hmm. that is pretty scary it's very scary now that i know that i know this technology in the future in, in your show in 2077 it's almost like an authoritarian government i mean like super corporations like I said, like, you know, all the technology running up, um, the displacement of wealth, you've got the freelancers, you know, all that stuff. In the future, do you think in our future, like in 65 years from now or whatever, do you think we'll be even able to, I mean, have that technology, that that advancement, not minus the time travel or maybe the time travel stuff? And if so, what do you think, like, the people that are like the modern-day liberates, what do you think their position will be at that point compared to what their point is at this present, in the present? I mean, I definitely think we're going to continue to have technology. Not That's never going to stop. People are screaming for it. They're hungry for it. They mm-hmm. want more and more and more. You know, everything has to be faster, mm-hmm. better, you know, bigger, uh, brighter, shinier. So I don't think that's ever going to stop. Now, as far as the applications of that technology, um, I think 
they have the potential to control humanity with a lot of that, with all the drones and satellites. and um, Just, it'd be interesting to see where the mindset of the people go. Uh, I think that there's an awakening now for people to want more personal freedoms and less uh, government uh, control, where I feel the government is moving in the opposite direction. They're trying to have more control, and they're using things uh, that happen in our world to gain footholds. And once they get those, it's hard to go backwards. So the reality of Liberate and the future of Continuum uh, in the corporate dictatorship, so to speak, I think is uh, poses a real threat and um, could be a, a viable concern. Right. Well, I totally agree with you on that, man. Now, now, there's a character in the show called Alec. He, he's kind of like a, a, a supposedly a, his family created time travel. Am I correct on that? Um, no, he created time travel. He created time. That's right. She come, and he's go ahead. He he plays a younger uh, a younger version of himself, and the show revolves heavily around his character because when Rachel first comes back in town, Kira, when her when she mm. comes back in time, she's using uh, her technology from 2077. And she gets in touch with Alec because he's just starting to invent that technology that she's using. So that's right. how they first sync up. And right. he is responsible for a multi, multi billion dollar company in the future that basically runs everything. And in our show, he's 18 years old in 2012. And then he's responsible for everything. And he might possibly have sent Kira back on purpose to change the future. So that doesn't happen. Um, but all that unfolds. It's a big question mark. Exactly what the the reason for it is. But uh, that's one of the that's one of the possibilities that's suggested in our show. Wow, wow, jeez, I, I think it's pretty mind boggling. I don't know where these where these writers came up with these. I don't know if they sat in a room and hotboxed each other and came up with these incredibly vivid and and uh, crazy ideas. But uh, they've 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 definitely. Uh, boggles my mind a few occasions. <laughs> yeah, this show is really interesting. I, I, like of all the shows I've seen that deal with time travel, I mean, you've got shows like Stargate, and there was an old show with a guy um, Scott Bakula called Quantum Leap in like the '80s, early '90s. Of yeah. all the shows I, yeah, of all the shows I've seen, this show is this stands out so much from the regular uh, series that I mean, it deals with time travel. In your personal opinion, what kind of message do you think Continuum strives to deliver to the viewer exactly? Well, from my experience with the show, mm. everything is presented in shades of gray. The show does not give you an opinion. The show gives you something to think about and make an opinion for yourself. So liberate mm. are not terrorists. They're freedom fighters. Or are they terrorists? depending on how you view the information that's given to you. Are they fighting for their future and the future of humanity, or are they just killing mm -hmm. people? Um, mm -hmm. And all the characters are like that. And and so they're really good at presenting that, and uh, I think there can be very, some very thoughtful discussions to be had after you watch an episode and uh, talk about it amongst your family or friends and, and really figure out how you feel about it. Uh, that's one of the things I like about the show. Yeah. The now there's some people in the show. The characters run across doubles and uh, alternate versions of themselves. Mm -hmm. And 
And do you think that Kira's, or Rachel's character, Kira, do you think she's going to run across the double of herself, or would you even run across the double perhaps? If, and I guess you would have to time travel of yourself. What do you think about that? Well, there are definitely some. I don't know where you guys are in America as far as watching mm-hmm. the series. Um, but in the beginning of the third season, um, you'll find a lot of answers to those questions. Um, I believe we've started um, in in uh, America. I have to be sure. I've been traveling so much, I don't really even know what's going on. But uh, you'll you'll find the answers to those questions. And I don't want to spoil it for anybody in case it hasn't. But uh, uh, there are multiples of multiple people, and you'll see how they deal with that. Wow! Wow! That's awesome. So your mm-hmm. character this year, your character this year, you said doing martial art moves and stuff. I remember just as a quick note for your past, you played in a show called Mutant X, which was uh, based off of a Marvel comic, I believe. Your character in Mutant X is is totally different, of course, than Carlos's character. But in sci-fi in general, as as like growing up and stuff like that, what kind of stuff like did you enjoy? Just curious. Oh, I love Star Trek. I watched um, all the movies, all the series. Um, Star Wars. Uh, mm-hmm. Have every movie quoted. I love those. Um, wow. Uh, that whole uh, that whole uh, genre of film. Um, mm-hmm. I watched Manimal. I don't know if you remember that. Way back in the day, it was about a guy that was able to change into an animal. Vague. He would. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is uh, dating myself. This is way back when. Uh, you know, Knight Rider was great, even though that wasn't really a sci-fi show. Um, well, that's one of my favorite all shows. All those, like, and, and, yeah, like Andromeda, I like those shows, like the Stargate, I like the movie Stargate. Um, just uh, anything that would allow me to expand my mind and live in a different world. Like E.T. was one of my favorite movies growing up as a kid. You know, I loved that movie. Um Anything that would allow me to believe in something else, I just love that escapism for two hours watching a movie or an hour watching my favorite show. Um, and the thought of technology and and you know, the thing about sci-fi is whatever we can imagine is a possibility in that world because we can fabricate that world around our imaginations. And it's such a great sense of freedom to think that anything is possible. Wow. That's true. It's a sci-fi so, like, in the future, and some of it's in the past, but it's, like, makes you imagine, like, imagine greater things, you know? That's, that's very yeah. cool, very cool. Well, in the, sci-fi, in the sci-fi genre, and just movies in particular today, I just was curious about your opinion and your, your what you might think of this. It's almost like, I mean, every single movie now compared to, like, maybe, like, E.T.-type movies, Back to the Future, even some of the earlier stuff from the 90s and late 80s, it's almost like the films today are hardcore. Now, your show's different because it could be, like you said, your TV series, because they could be revolutions or anarchists or they could be freedom fighters or whatever. It's almost, though, like a lot of these films, like, I mean, listen, I'm a huge Star Trek fan too, man. But the new Star Trek, especially the second one, was called Into Darkness. You've got Thor, Dark World, everything's dark, apocalyptic vision of the future, 
where people basically are like this, you know, and you've got also these outside threats for terrorism and stuff like that. In your opinion, is the question I'm getting to, in your opinion, what do you think the reason that cinema and some TV shows today are pushing so hard to get people to think about terrorism and the threat from coming from the outside and the apocalyptic future? Do you think that's something they're trying to program people for, for the future? What's your opinion on that? Well, I mean, I think we've been doing it for years. You got Mad Max. You know, Star Trek was the. Uh, I mean, Star oh, Wars yeah. was the same. Um, all of this with the, the threat. You, you've got to have a great adversary for the hero to be uh, great. You know, right. um, the antagonist is is only as good as the threat that he's presented with. And mm. I think that that is they're also playing on the realities of what's going on in our world. If you watch CNN, it's crazy to see all the uprisings and terrorism and fear that's going on um so i think that's a that's an easy leap to make uh reflecting on on our our current uh status of our world but it's also a pretty common theme in what we've had to deal with uh uh just throughout history and when we see film and television uh i think there's a lot of similarities um in that it, it has to seem dire uh, the stakes have to be big. It can't be like, oh, my God, we ran out of milk. We need to make it to the store. No, sorry, if we don't stop these guys, the world as we know it is done. That The stakes right. go way up, and that's always much more interesting. Right. Well, we have a little bit of time left. I have a curious question based on this topic, another flip of the coin on this topic. What do you think, like, the future would be, like, with peace and, like, people uniting together under a common flag of interest rather than, you know, the apocalyptic terrorism. Do you think that's possible? And if so, what would you do or what what, what do you think could be done rather to, to achieve that? I think a huge spiritual awakening is going to have to happen before that does. I think greed, I think thinking of mm-hmm. yourself before other people, all that has to go away. And I don't know if that's ever going to happen when we live in a monetary society. Right. People have to grow together in order for that to happen. And right now, people are so concerned with the individual getting ahead. I need, you know, the, the control. Um, I need more money. Um, mm-hmm. When we have those kind of mindsets, we're never going to get ahead as a nation or as a world or as a, a one connected spiritual being. Right. Man, that's totally, that's on the money. I totally agree with you on that, man. That's that's genius and geez. So the spiritual awakening, I mean, do you think it's going to happen soon? we got a little bit of time left. I want to ask you one quick question after that. Um, I think collectively we can improve society. I don't think mm-hmm. it's ever going to change to where it's all, you know, rose petals and, and, and sunshine and puppy dogs running around, you know, that kind of uh, beautiful utopia. That, that's never going to right. happen. But I think we can we can try – and improve. There's always going to be, you know, a bad seed in every bunch, and those right. are the people that are going to ruin it. Um, but I think that we can move in that direction, and any step in that direction is a good step, even if we don't make it all the way. Even those small incremental steps will help. Right. All right. Well, real quick, are there any like website links or information you would like to give out for people to find out more about the TV show? I continue. Uh, well, Continuum has a, uh, a, a website, uh, Continuum the Series. You can check that out. Uh, people can check out the Twitter, uh, my Twitter feed, which is Webster Victor, uh, my last name first and then my first name. Um, 
and uh, there's the you know the there's a lot of bloggers and there's a lot of people that post stuff about the show and they're interesting. You can find a lot of that stuff on Twitter just by searching the hashtags of uh, Continuum as well. Okay, well that's awesome, man. That's awesome, Victor. It was an absolute pleasure having you on the show, buddy. I really enjoyed talking with you, and uh, take care of hey. my friend and all that you do. You too, brother. Thank you so much. Have a great day, man. You're most welcome, buddy. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye, man.